Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Southbound ramp to Shady Grove Road remains closed. That was a truck fire in Virginia. Beltway traffic getting slower by the minute. 95 southbound beyond Lorton exit 163. Broken down tractor trailer blocking the left center lane. 395 across the 14th Street Bridge remaining slow, but the crash northbound after Main Avenue remains on the right shoulder of the freeway. Traffic center presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Now our forecast from Steve Rudin. Moving through the evening, gradual clearing. Temperatures fall through the 40s. We're in the 20s and lower to middle 30s by early tomorrow morning. Skies turn partly to mostly cloudy on Thursday in the 40s. Middle 50s on Friday, nearing 60 on Saturday. And heavy rain, likely Sunday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. A little bit of clearing, but still more clouds than anything. We're sitting at 44 in the nation's capital. At 359. This is WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Coming up. We're following breaking news from Las Vegas. Multiple people have been shot on the campus of UNLV. Police say the shoot, the suspect is now dead. What can be done about rising crime? D.C.'s mayor meets with members of Congress. I'm Mitchell Miller. Today on The Hill. With drinking water supply concerns, steps to make sure there's enough. I'm Neil Augenstein. Well, there's another debate among some of the presidential candidates on the Republican side tonight. We'll talk to USA Today's Susan Page. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 73, NASDAQ off by 86, the S&P is off by 19. Wizards at home tonight against the Sixers. Four o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks, and we are following the latest out of Las Vegas. Police say a shooter is dead on campus at the University of Las Vegas after firing shots and reportedly injuring multiple victims near the student union. Students had to barricade themselves inside classrooms as alerts went out to run, fight, hide. President Biden is warning Congress today to approve aid for Ukraine. This cannot wait. Congress needs to pass supplemental funding for Ukraine before they break for the holiday resources. Simple as that. Lawmakers are expected to vote soon. Meantime, the Justice Department's charged four Russians for torturing an American in Ukraine. Attorney General Merrick Garland. The charges include conspiracy to commit war crimes, including war crimes outlawed by the international community after World War II, unlawful confinement, torture, and inhuman treatment. In the Middle East, Israel's assault on Hamas in southern Gaza continues. CBS's Charlie Daggett reports from Tel Aviv. Israeli tanks plow through the desert, expanding a ground assault the Israeli military says is now in the heart of the southern city of Khan Yunis. Trapped in this ferocious battle and increasingly cornered, hundreds of thousands of civilians forced from the north now ordered to evacuate Khan Yunis immediately. Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he is retiring from Congress. Today I am driven by the same purpose that I felt when I arrived in Congress. But now it is time to pursue my passion in a new arena. McCarthy was the first speaker ever to be ousted by the chamber last month. But with George Santos's expulsion last week, the GOP's slim majority in the House is now even slimmer. Norman Lear, the pioneering producer who tackled social and political issues in his sitcoms in the 70s, has died. 
Did you know that 65% of the people murdered in the last 10 years were killed by handguns? Would it make you feel any better, little girl, if they was pushed out of windows? That clip from All in the Family, media expert Robert Thompson talked about it. What went on at the News at 11 was almost completely ignored in the entertainment that was playing during primetime. All in the Family comes along and almost changes that overnight. Lear was 101 years old. And Sean Diddy Combs is facing yet another sexual assault lawsuit, this time for allegedly gang raping and sex trafficking a 17-year-old girl. Diddy denied it minutes after that suit was filed, posting on Instagram, enough is enough. He called the allegations sickening. This is CBS News. You don't need a job platform, you need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. 403 on WTOP on this Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. A little bit of sun, more clouds, 42 in D.C. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Our top local story this hour, the continuing crime problem in D.C. The mayor and police chief met with members of Congress today to talk about what more could be done to help get a handle on the issue. WTOP's Mitchell Miller has today on the Hill. I do think it was a a good faith discussion. Mayor Muriel Bowser and Police Chief Pamela Smith met with members of the House Oversight Committee to discuss D.C. crime, which includes the highest murder rate in a quarter century, as well as a soaring number of armed carjackings. Compared to last year, we have some serious concerns about increases. Bowser says she's asked lawmakers for more assistance with various issues, including the needs of courts and prosecutors. The chairman of the panel, Republican James Comer, says he and lawmakers stand ready to assist the district. To see how we can help in any way to lower the out-of-control crime. On Capitol Hill, Mitchell Miller, WTOP News. Following up on breaking news this afternoon locally, a standoff at a local mall has ended after about four hours. WTOP's Kate Ryan was at the scene. She now joins us live with the latest. Kate. That's right. Again, this unfolded at about 10.30 in the morning when a man was reportedly attempting to shoplift from J.C. Penny using a knife to cut open a box to get to a watch is what we're told. At that point, an employee called 911. Police responded, and that included a SWAT team eventually. The man barricaded himself inside a fitting room. And after some negotiations with this person, they were able to get him out of there using pepper balls. They deployed pepper balls. Um, the man surrendered. He was taken into custody. We do not yet have an ID. We do not yet have charges being leveled. Bottom line is J.C. Penny was closed and remains closed. It will be up to the store if it's going to reopen anytime soon. But the rest of them all throughout this, I think that people might find interesting, was open. And I think that indicates the level of confidence that police had all throughout this incident, that they had it contained and that they would be able to resolve it again. No injuries. The person who was taken into custody was evaluated because they did deploy pepper balls. That's where we are right now. We'll get you more when that information becomes available. Thank you, Kate. We appreciate it. WTOP's Kate Ryan. 405, when a teenager is arrested in D.C., some may be referred to a city-operated youth services center, which is less like a jail, but a lack of bed space has teens being turned away. During a hearing for one of the teens who was turned away, we heard this is one of 11 similar cases going through the courts. They seek damages. Sam Abed, who heads the Department of Youth Rehabilitation Services, told the court they are securing more beds right now, and tomorrow they'll be at 98, up from 88. 
Then in deals with private providers, the city could access 16 additional beds down the road, but it's unclear when those beds will be available. Eduardo Ferrer with the Georgetown Juvenile Justice Clinic Initiative, which is representing one of the teens, was asked if the process of acquiring more beds is going fast enough. I mean, the reality of it is, is it's yet to be seen. This all comes after a judge ordered DYRS to find more bed space. After hearing from the agency, the judge called the plan progress, but wants to see it in further action, so we'll delay deciding on the case right now. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. 406, some changes are coming for some Metro bus riders in a good way. Some routes will now run 24-7. Metro says 14 routes with high ridership will be significantly extended into the overnight and early morning hours. And those routes are on key corridors and designed to support overnight essential workers in the hospitality, healthcare, and entertainment industries. We have more for you on WTOP.com. Well, as the search continues to find a way to stop draining the Potomac River for drinking water, we are learning that Virginia is now taking steps to make sure everyone has access to water. That story from WTOP's Neil Augenstein. Virginia will now require local governments that share the same river basin to work together to develop a regional water supply plan. Until now, local governments could just submit their own plan. But with growing concern about drinking water in parts of eastern Virginia, including the Potomac River, a law was passed in 2020 requiring a regional plan. It's estimated the average Virginian uses 75 gallons of water a day. The goal of the law is to collaborate on expensive water supply projects and make sure localities have equal access to water. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. Coming up in Money News after traffic and weather. Reverse course for one of the top job creators. I'm Jeff Glabel. 408. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. We start with Dave Dildine in the traffic center. Definitely a heavier rush hour. Volume delays have built up uh, quite quickly on 395, 695, and 295 in D.C. And there are many parts of the Beltway near capacity. We are jammed in Prince George's County around the Interloop from Route 4 past Andrews and Branch Avenue. The car fire near St. Barnabas Road extinguished, but before exit 4, you're still getting by to the center and the left slowly with far right side blocked. Outer loop less to look at, but rubbernecking delays melded into the volume delays back at the Wilson Bridge. All lanes are open on the outer loop coming out of Alexandria, but it's quite slow there as it is hiking toward the American Legion Bridge and around the interloop through Silver Spring. 270, the southbound ramp to Shady Grove Road remains blocked. That's the southbound ramp. That's where the uh, truck fire was extinguished, but the work continues. Might be getting some traffic by to the far right now, though. Uh, just a minor impact from that, even though it was a pretty dramatic fire. 95 southbound getting better from 100 past 175. As we mentioned, the crash south of 32 is clear. That one also involved a truck, a flatbed, but it's clear. BW Parkway volume delays, 50 eastbound, slow from Baydale Drive to the Bay Bridge. Wind warnings, no restrictions, but no two-way traffic. Now we move into Virginia on 66, westbound moving slowly from the Beltway past 123, a little respite near 50, and then once again slow through Centerville. 123 northbound in Lorton, beyond Lorton Road, getting by a crash slowly under police direction. It happened near Palmer Drive. Southbound lanes are open. 95 
southbound near Lorton, exit 163. Broken down track to trailer. Well, they got it in gear, and I think they just moved out of the left center lane. The lanes are open. Traffic will surge downstream toward the Occoquan and 123. Want to test an electric car? Plug it to fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitz way. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Steve Rudin. As we move through the evening and into the overnight, skies will gradually clear as temperatures drop through the 40s, the 30s, eventually the 20s in our far northern and western suburbs. Winds will also begin to ease. Partly to mostly cloudy on Thursday, highs will be in the 40s. We're in the middle to upper 50s on Friday. Saturday, we're near 60 degrees with dry conditions during the day. Wet weather arrives Sunday, midday, moderate to heavy rain. Could even hear a few rumbles of thunder by evening. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. We have more clouds outside than we have sun right now. 42 in Georgetown, 41 in Bowie, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence, decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 410. Money news 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's get back to Jeff Claybaugh. The cost of filling up should continue coming down, at least short-term crude oil. Dropped below $70 a barrel today. That's the lowest in almost a year. AAA says the average price of a gallon of gas nationwide is the lowest since January 3rd. Payroll from ADP says private employers added just 103,000 jobs last month, even fewer than expected. Bars, hotels, and restaurants, a big driver in job creation the past two years. Cut jobs for the first time in two and a half years. Grocery wars are heating up near the University of Maryland College Park. Aldi opens its first store tomorrow in Berwyn Heights on 62nd Avenue off Greenbelt Road. It's about a mile from the College Park Lidl and just across the street from a giant and a Target grocery store. Wall Street lost ground for the third straight day. The Dow down 70 by the close. The S&P 500 down 18, almost a half percent. The Nasdaq down 83, a little more than a half percent loss. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. This report is sponsored by Capital One Hall and Tyson's. Capital One Hall is Tyson's ticket to Broadway, live music, comedy, and more. With holiday programming for the family, make Capital One Hall your entertainment destination. For tickets and info, visit CapitalOneHall.com. Coming up, there's another Republican presidential debate tonight. We'll talk about its impact, if it's even having on the race. Next with USA Today's Susan Page, it's 412. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Once again, Mervis sets the standard for jewelry. You've got to see our new collection. Straight row diamond tennis bracelets remain a favorite. They're simple and elegant. Our neck pieces are so sexy, they're almost illegal. Imagine a perfect diamond suspended from a delicate gold chain, resting securely in the small of her throat. What a beautiful, sensuous gift. Our magnificent diamond bands will melt her heart. The Mervis diamonds are ferociously brilliant. They seem to leap out at you. The designs are daring and rare. You'll find them at one place only, Mervis. And as for earrings, Mervis proudly shows the newest diamond ear studs, dangles, hoops, and anything else you can imagine. When you really love her, show it with Mervis Diamond Jewelry, the best there is. Two philosophies unite everything at Mervis. The finest quality and legendary Mervis value. The prices are almost too good to be true. Come see for yourself. She'll thank you forever. Mervis Diamond Importers. Financing is available. Go to MervisDiamond.com. Again, that's MervisDiamond.com or call 1-800-HER-LOVE. Today's Innovation in Government report highlights the government's IT modernization opportunities. Chris Townsend, the vice president of U.S. Public Sector Sales at Elastic, says agency efforts are starting to converge to break down data silos. 
But now agencies are looking to, hey, what should we be doing agency-wide, enterprise-wide in terms of our data strategy? What tools should we be consolidating on? Why are we indexing and our data over and over, duplicating our data, paying for multiple storage solutions, paying for you know multiple tools to index the same data repeatedly? So I, I think we're seeing a lot of consolidation around data and seeing a lot of consolidation of the tool sets so that they can buy one tool set, implement a data platform with multiple third-party solutions that can use that data in different ways. Let Elastic, Kerasoft, and their reseller partners help you imagine what your agency is capable of. Listen to the full program at federalnewsnetwork.com, keyword innovation in government. Coming up, the Belmont Stakes is on the move. Maryland welcomes Penn State tonight in men's college basketball. We have sports in about 10 minutes on WTOP. Does managing your health care feel like a full-time job? Bounced from one doctor to the next. All the forms, the bills, the not-a-bills, the... Press 4 to repeat these options. Does health care have to be this way? At Kaiser Permanente, all of us work together to make health care easier. And with integrated care and coverage, all you have to do is focus on your health. Learn more at kp.org, Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States Incorporated, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 415, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us. Here on WTOP, the field of Republican presidential hopefuls continues to shrink, but those who are left will get together for a debate for the fourth time this year. Tonight's debate at the University of Alabama will be the last one before the Iowa caucuses kick off the presidential nominating season next month. There will be four candidates on stage tonight, but frontrunner Donald Trump won't be one of them as he continues to skip the debates. Well, joining us live to talk more about it, USA Today Washington Bureau Chief Susan Page. It's great to have you back, Susan. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks. It's good to be with you. So, as we mentioned, former President Trump has skipped all of these debates. Only Chris Christie has seemed to be willing to go after the former president in any big way. Have you ever seen a debate where the front runner really wasn't attacked by their rivals? This is uh, this has been just the most remarkable of, of contests. You know, it's not only that most of the uh, contenders declined to attack the front runner. It's that all these controversies that have swirled around Trump in courtrooms, indictments, his uh, provocative political statements, none of them have, have shaken his hold on the nomination. And that's one reason I think, think this debate tonight may be a little fiercer because this is the last of the scheduled debates, although perhaps another one will get scheduled. It is a last best hope for some of these candidates to try to get some traction against Trump where they haven't so far. Susan, we ask this quite frequently of you and others. These debates, as this is happening and the fields are still a little bit large, do they have any impact on the presidential race and or on the voters yet? You know, I think they do. And I think the example of that would be uh, Nikki Haley, who has come from being down there with a bunch of other candidates in single digits to being the challenger to Ron DeSantis as the number two contender against Trump. Now, uh, that's a distant number two to a prohibitive front runner. So you might argue, what's the prize that you get for that? But I think it is really these the first three debates that have propelled her. And we'll be watching tonight to see if she manages to once again have the kind of showing that has given her some momentum and really cost the Florida governor the standing he once had as the most likely alternative to Trump. You know, still, 
55% of the voters in Iowa, at least according to one of the latest polls, are willing to not vote for Donald Trump. How likely is it that that Republican field might be narrowed down to two by the time we get around to January and February? So I don't think by Iowa we're going to see a narrower field because if you've come this far, why fold uh, right before voters actually vote? Sometimes we see voters vote in ways we didn't expect. Sometimes the polls are wrong or the polls don't catch some last minute movement. So I think this is the field we've got to Iowa. But at that point, Ron DeSantis comes in third or fourth in Iowa. Hard to imagine him continuing his race. New Hampshire then eight days later, likely to further winnow the field. What we don't know is whether a narrower field really hurts Trump because we know that he has a core support in the Republican Party that has just been immovable. Susan, thanks so much as always. Thank you. USA Today, Washington Bureau Chief Susan Page. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. Top stories we're working on for you right now on WTOP. A suspect is dead after a shooting on the campus of UNLV. Police in Las Vegas say multiple people have been shot. Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he will leave Congress at the end of the month. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. It's 418 traffic and weather on the 8th. So let's go to Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. A lot of traffic congestion on the Beltway. Worst traffic on 495 this hour is again in Prince George's County between Andrews and Oxon Hill on the inner loop with traffic jammed from Ritchie Marlboro Road past Branch Avenue. Burned car before St. Barnabas Road getting towed out of the right lane. When it was on fire, this one generated significant rubbernecking on the outer loop. Still feeling that back in Alexandria and at the Wilson Bridge. Outer loop lanes open. Route 4 southbound, heavy and slow from Forestville toward Upper Marlboro. Like yesterday, the work crew lingering into rush hour. Dower House to Woodyard Road. Very slowly getting by in a single file southbound on Pennsylvania Avenue. At the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, wind warnings canceled. Two-way back in effect for the second time this afternoon. Hopefully they can keep going this time. 270 southbound ramp to Shady Grove Road. Burn truck getting towed. One right lane is getting by now on that ramp. Northbound volume delays. They seek damages. In D.C., heavy early on the freeways and across many of the freeway bridges across the Potomac and Anacostia River. Got an early start to rush hour going in Virginia. Rush hour traffic on 66 westbound near Oakton and Centerville. And on 95 southbound and stretches between Springfield and Stafford County. Hey, D.C., hip-hop your way to better health and rolling quality health insurance at dchealthlink.com. That's dchealthlink.com. I'm Dave Deldine, WTOP Traffic. Let's head over to the 7 News First Alert Weather Center and check in with Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Veronica, we did have a garden variety of things falling out of the sky earlier today. That we did, and happy to say now those clouds are moving out of here. But yeah, we got some flurries, a few drops of rain, even a little breezy with wind chill temperatures. Feels like temperatures in the 30s much of the day here. So a little taste of winter. Next up for us, we're going to swing towards some spring-like conditions. And that does include now for Sunday, the chance of some moderate to heavy rain and even a few thunderstorms that could be gusty at times. Let's talk about this evening, though. Our temperatures will continue to drop down to about 36 to 40 degrees. And by early Thursday morning. You'll be starting out once again on the colder side, but with lighter winds. 27 to 36 degrees are mainly clear. Clouds increase for Thursday. will turn mostly cloudy by sunset. Should still see our temperatures top out at about 45 to 49 degrees. And Friday, we're into the mid and upper 50s with sunshine. Oh, that's going to be a lovely day to be out if you like it mild. Same thing for Saturday. We're still dry. Good day maybe to get the Christmas tree or put up some of your Christmas decorations, but watch out. We've got 
some wind coming in for Sunday with that rain. Starting about mid to late morning on Sunday, continuing through the entire day. May not be ending that rain until Monday morning with a few wet snowflakes once again mixing in. But the winds, I just looked at a couple of uh, the latest uh, guidance runs coming out. The winds could be gusting on Sunday to about 30 to 35 miles per hour. Right now, we've got our winds that are starting to lighten. 40 degrees in Clarksburg, Maryland. Chantilly, Virginia, coming in now at 42. All right. Thanks, Veronica. And coming up here on WTOP, the breaking story of the hour, a shooting on the campus of the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. The suspect is dead. We'll have a special report for 22. They want you to change your name. Archie Leach doesn't cut it. Anything come to mind? Cary Grant. He was Hollywood's greatest leading man. Ah, Cary Grant is a character. Be very careful about how he's perceived. Yet few truly knew him. I have loved a lot of people. And everyone's broken my heart. I'll never let you go, Archie. Based on the remarkable true story. You know what's wrong with you? No, why? Nothing. Jason Isaacs is Archie, the man who became Cary Grant. Now streaming only on BritBox. Hey, it's Brett from Bull Oak. Are you struggling from ED? We've got a groundbreaking solution that's transformed the lives of thousands of men. Our WAVE technology is backed by 50 clinical studies, including research from prestigious Cambridge University. It revitalizes blood flow by repairing blood vessels, all without the need for pills or the worry of side effects. If you're ready to end your ED struggles, call us now. Not only will you get a free assessment and blood flow ultrasound, but we're throwing in something extraordinary that delivers delivers remarkable bedroom results. You're going to absolutely love it, guys. Trust me, this offer is unheard of, valued at $600, but it's yours for free if you call in the next two minutes at 703-337-1919. That's 703-337-1919. Guys, it's time to reclaim your love life and put an end to your ED. Call 703-337-1919. Call Bull Oak now to qualify. 703-337-1919. Breaking news on WTOP. CBS News special report. Las Vegas police say there appear to be multiple victims in a shooting on the University of Nevada Las Vegas campus. Police are evacuating one building at a time. On X, police say the suspect is dead. The university also wrote on social media that police were responding to additional reports of shots fired in the student union. I've been going here and nothing like this ever happened. He is a third-year student at UNLV and says his sister has been hiding in one of the campus buildings. Her teacher just locked up the room, uh, said they're not letting nobody out until they know like the suspects are like gone or whatever. The FBI says it is responding. The College of Southern Nevada says it's closing all of its campuses following the shooting at UNLV. Again, this shooting at the University of Nevada Las Vegas campus. The suspect is dead and there is an unknown number of gunshot victims. CBS News special report. I'm Matt Piper. And you want to stay with WTOP. We'll continue to follow the story all through the afternoon. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. George Wallace, we are talking basketball at College Park tonight. We are, yep. The uh, Penn State is in town. Maryland's Big Ten home opener this evening as uh, Kevin Willard's squad coming off of a loss at Indiana last Friday. The team off to a rough start shooting the basketball, especially from beyond the arc where they ranked with shooting just 22%. Right now, and his team ranks 14th in the Big Ten from three. I went to church, so I'll see if that helps. Uh, 